This is the Rich Eisen Show. Aloha, friends. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'll be back Monday when Aaron Rodgers is still a member of the Green Bay Packers. It'll be great. <laughs> um, and you know, we'll spend a whole days waiting for something to happen that probably won't happen until the draft. Today's guests, ESPN Packers reporter Rob Domovsky, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis, Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo, Arkansas men's basketball head coach Eric Musselman, and now... It's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live in Los Angeles, California. I am back here in the chair. I'm very thankful to be back here with all my friends and with you right here on the Roku channel, channel 210, for those scoring at home or just watching us on the Roku channel. We're live here on all Roku devices and select Samsung Smart TVs and also also, uh, Amazon Fire TV on the Roku app, therokuchannel.com. We say to everyone, hello to you watching out there again on the Roku channel or listening to us on terrestrial radio or listening to us on Sirius XM Odyssey, our podcast, where all podcasts are available. You can get us through the Cumulus Podcast Network. There's our YouTube page, our Rich Eyes and Show collection page here on the Roku channel. Very excited to be here. Good to, uh, uh, again, be back in the chair with my friends who are across the aisle and uh, thanks to uh, Andrew Siciliano and Susie Schuster for sitting in so expertly here so I could tap out for a couple days and come back rested and tanned, <laughs> even though I'm not very rested. Good to see you over there, Christopher. How are hey, you, brother? Rich. Also not very rested. Good to be back. Good to yeah. see you. That must be a child situation. What's going on? Child, a guy's weekend, all the above. Hey, good to hey. see you, Jay Felly. How What's are up, you? Rich? How are you? Is Mike Del Tufo uh, the one who's uh, uh, working the uh, the sound so I can... Hear Jose Altuve's wrist being hit by a baseball. Is that what Absolutely. is happening over the weekend? Absolutely. Got it. That's what he's doing right now. Trey Turner's <laughs> massive home runs, you mean. That's another one, too. Uh, <laughs> since I, I left the chair, Edwin Diaz was the closer of the Mets, and Jose Altuve was the starting second baseman of the Houston Astros on opening day. Not anymore. Not but, anymore. hey, the World Baseball Classic is intense and very it's fun to watch. Awesome. Otherwise, yeah, good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. Sorry about those trumpets. Well, you know, I'm not rested by AM10. And, um, <laughs> good yeah. to see you. This Edwin Diaz thing hurts. Good to see you. I, I, I don't, I'm, I am, uh, I'm, I'm sorry about all of that even though I had nothing to do with that. And sorry about your brackets. I'm sure they're absolutely uh, dismantled, just like mine is, just like Jay Billis, who's joining us at the top of second hour. His brackets are, he chose Arizona to win it all. Ouch. Uh, and Arizona didn't win anything, <laughs> not a single thing. <laughs> they didn't win game. once. Did they even win a half? I don't know. Check out the <laughs> halftime score <laughs> no, against I Princeton. I don't think so. But one thing I definitely want to talk to uh, Jay about is, is why we're now seeing uh, three straight years of a two beating a 15, and it's only happened 11 times. That's three straight years that two has beaten a 15. By the way, 15 has beaten a two, pardon me. And, uh, and then also, um, we saw, I guess, Virginia now has company. Yep. And it's Purdue. So a 16 seed has beaten a one now twice. Unreal. That was amazing. I thought that was something we'd never, ever see. Again. No, I mean ever. ever right. And now it's happened twice, twice in five years. And fairly Dickinson University, as I told you, going out the door, um, I told you that Fairleigh Dickinson was the spot <clears throat> famously in my uh, Staten Island circle as, as the spot to utilize uh, as a fake ID uh, <laughs> in high school. We all went to Fairleigh Dickinson University. <laughs> um, it was misspelled. It was terrible. Uh, but Dickinson. <laughs> there was, as of we woke up on Sunday morning, 
uh, Princeton and Fairleigh Dickinson were still alive in the NCAA tournament. I don't know what it is about the state of New Jersey with St. Peter's last year. There seems to be a, a shocker. 15 or 16 seed every single year from New yeah. Jersey. Now, lots to talk about with Jay Billis. And then two uh, victorious coaches in the NCAA tournament over the weekend. Eric Musselman's Arkansas Razorbacks made sure that we will have a new champion this year. Knocked off last year's champions in Kansas. Um, and they became the first team to ever beat a one seed despite having three players foul out. It's never happened before. I did not know that. They had three players foul out, including their leading scorer in the game in uh, Devontae Davis, and um, and they still beat Kansas. And Eric Musselman took his shirt off, and he's a 58-year-old man who does that. And people uh, just look at that and say, oh, okay. You go on with your bad self. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many 58-year-olds are going to be popping off their shirts. I think right in front of his wife as well. Yeah. Right in front of Danielle Sargent, our, my former colleague. I love it. A couple of places of business. Yeah? Yeah, ESPN and, and, and NFL Network. Yeah. Uh, at any rate. Bobby Bones was up in that crowd, too. Ah, very good. Show, Did yeah. he take his shirt off? I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Tom Izzo's <laughs> on this program checking in with uh, Tom. As he makes the Sweet 16, let me get this right, for the 15th time in his career, wow. 16th win for Izzo in the NCAA tournament as the lower seed. That is now the best all-time, one better than Brockman's favorite retiree, Jim Beheim, <laughs> in Syracuse. And uh, so Tom list. is joining us as he's on. going to New York City. Yeah. Going to Madison Square Garden. Musselman is taking Arkansas to Las Vegas to take on UConn. And next up for Michigan State is Kansas State, which had a huge win yesterday in a very tight contest against Kentucky. And that is a wide-open bracket because the East reads like, um, I don't know, what what do you say when it's 3, 4, 7, and 9? Those are your seeds in the East. Florida Atlantic plays Tennessee. Kansas State plays Michigan State. Someone's going to be cutting down the nets in New York City. Nobody really saw coming. Especially Kansas State, which entered the season uh, with a new coach and being picked last in the Big 12. Unreal. And there they are in the Sweet 16. This is why we love this tournament where Princeton plays Creighton in Louisville for the right to take on maybe Alabama or San Diego State. Houston survived a scare against Auburn to take on Miami of Florida, which keeps making Sweet 16s now with regularity. Xavier taking on Texas, also in the Midwest, and it's Arkansas-UConn aforementioned, and then UCLA taking on Gonzaga. My pick. And uh, Gonzaga or UCLA? UCLA. Okay. Gonzaga Xanders, and he's still alive in in, in the Rich Eisen Show tournament. I am not. (laughs) <laughs> i had six right six sweet 16 teams six of 16 eh so you'd been so you'd, you'd be rocking the clown makeup today wouldn't you well no you no, know i what? wouldn't have done it if the clown makeup was on the line. we're done with those years <laughs> i'm anyway. just saying he if would have. only if only uh chris it was a sweet six <laughs> man i'd be so much but you forget the teen, teen. sweet I'd six so money teen teen I also went. The team makes it less impressive. Yeah. Sweet Six makes it sound yeah. incredible. Yeah, you did a great job. Great job. How Shout out to the guy who's, who's leading our bracket, whoever Who Chico four six six four is. Who? What Chico four six six four is? Got fourteen out of sixteen. Wow, that's crazy. And how about we're at the Sweet Sixteen? <laughs> no Kentucky, no Duke, no Kansas, wow. no North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. 
Like, when was the last time the, that happened? The blue wow. bloods are out. Yeah. Wow. So uh, we got a ton of uh, NCAA tournament conversation coming up on this program. So that's, uh, that's all here on this very busy Monday. Um, hey, as I predicted, last you heard from me amongst the minor birds chirping in the palm trees of the beautiful 50th state of this great country. Between my ties? Uh, not between. Oh, do- just just I, I had one out the door. Um, but as I as I knew would be the case, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer. Yep. And let me just say this. Hmm. Let me just say this, because I know Andrew Brandt's been on this program and he's given voice to a lot of what uh, uh, observers think that the Jets fan base is going to be up in arms and. Let me just counsel the Jets fan base if this is the the case and that could potentially lead to anything that the Jets do that I believe they should not do. Please take a page from Aaron Rodgers and R-E-L-A-X and a question about Leverage that I know Amy Trask was talking about with Susie here on Friday and Andrew was talking to Siciliano, the Andrew that was sitting in this chair on Thursday. Who's got leverage? Who doesn't have leverage? Look, the Jets clearly need Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers has said words I never thought that would come out of his mouth, which is that he intends to play for the New York Jets this coming year. And, you know, when he says words, you got to listen to them clearly to parse them out. He intends to play for the New York Jets. And so does that mean he's definitely going to play for the New York Jets? Of course not. But he intends to play. And I will take his intention at his word. Jets need a veteran quarterback. They're not going to go into the season with Zach Wilson. Question is, is if it's not Rodgers, who's it going to be? Obviously, it's not going to be anybody as good as Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets won't be as good with anybody else that's still left out there. And there's, I, I don't know who the hell's left out there. What, are you going to trade for Nick Foles? I mean, I, 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 honestly. Ryan Tannehill? There's no, and I know there's Lamar. I know there's Lamar. That's still sitting out there. But it's going to be Rodgers. You know Why? Because the Packers aren't taking him back either. And if the Packers are sitting back saying, oh, we don't have to pay him his money till September 1st. Oh, we, we could just sit around and wait. Oh, okay. Sounds good. They can't move forward either. Because guess who could show up and pull a Favre at any point in time? If he so intends to do because his intention is to play for the Jets. And with each passing day that he does not actually play for the Jets or is in the Jets organization, I have a feeling he would intend to make the Packers' life particularly miserable and has many different platforms in which to do it. This is going to get done. It's just that annoying 1201 one minute after midnight mentality that the NFL is addicted to. Mm-hmm. Addicted to. Nobody's going to go ahead and just do the right thing or do what we all know that needs to get done. Jets need Rodgers. Rodgers intends to play for Jets. 
Packers don't want Rodgers anymore. They certainly don't need him around. You know they're going to eventually have to get rid of him because they're not going to pay $60 million to a guy who's just going to back up Jordan Love and be there when he doesn't want to be there. And there's no way on this planet he's going to be there. And we all know that sitting here on March 20th. We know it. But they leave the door open to it with each passing day. And Rodgers going on, McAfee last week, definitely put things in a position where the Jets need to get it done now. And obviously there were some people who thought, well, they, he, he gave the Packers so much leverage by saying he intends to play for them. He already said it on Friday before. Now he goes on Pat's show and starts telling all these you know, stories about going into the darkness cave and then coming out of the darkness cave and he went in and he thought he was going to retire and then he's sitting there and he sat with one day of retirement thoughts and the next day of comeback thoughts and he comes out and he's just like, well, I'm thinking of playing and then suddenly he's shocked to learn the Packers aren't interested in having him back anymore, which I proffer to say, He had a good inkling about that before he turned the lights off in that Oregon cave. Look, Jets need him. He, if he wants to intend to play, that's the spot. And the Packers cannot have him back. Can you imagine if this still is out there in the ether for, you know, mandatory mini camps and things like that? Anybody who's been with the Packer organization remembers Favre showing up after they turned the page to Rodgers saying, I still want to play here. And it's just like, come on. And if the Packers want to just just wait, just to mess with Rodgers or try and extract a draft choice out of the Jets that the Jets are unwilling to give up, and they're what? They're, they're just going to forfeit the opportunity to take two more players or a player in this year's draft for Rodgers? Just blow off this year's draft? Packers are that good. They could pass on a second-round choice or a third-round choice or multiple choices just to try and extract that first-round pick they're not going to get from the Jets for a guy who's 39 and turning off lights in Oregon caves wondering if he's going to play again? You're going to really flip a one for that guy? Can we just stop the nonsense and just friggin' make this trade already because we know the Jets need it. We know Rodgers wants it. We know the Packers need it. They know We know Rodgers not coming back. He's not starting. He's not backing up for the Packers anymore. And one day, what we all hope for you in Wisconsin is that you all come together like the Packers and Favre did. And Rodgers will wave to the crowd once again as a retired player of the Packers and the Jets. Probably the Vikings. If he completely follows the fire plan here. And then let's just all go about our business and then wait for the Jets to flop again and go and try for Jordan Love after his 15-year first ballot Hall of Fame career is over with the Packers. Seriously, it's just, you sit here, it's just like, at what point? At what point does Rodgers have to go on McAfee again and again and again? Is that what has to happen? Like, at what point? 
Because yeah, the Jets aren't giving up a one. Is that really what it's about? Is it a money thing, too? That they're not going to pay Aaron this, that? It could be a money thing. Not doing right by Aaron in that regard. I have no idea. The only thing I definitely know is the Jets need it. Rodgers wants it. And the Packers definitely need it, too. Because this thing's over. Rob Domofsky of ESPN. I have questions for him. He covers the Packers. Funny thing is, the previous week, when I reached out to him last week, and he's just like, let's wait till it's all over. Not all over. So I sent him a text like, hey, man, free now? (laughs) What do you think? I don't know. And then, of course, there's Lamar. Did he get a single phone call? Did Did his phone light up at all? Over the weekend, what there's talk about the Colts that I've been mentioning, and then Field Yates went on ESPN and threw out two teams today that's kind of gotten the Twitterverse all a Twitter, including yours, which right. I think is absurd. Rob Ninkovich said it too. Boy, that would be something absurd or hmm. Let's talk about it. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this very busy Monday. When we come back, Rob Domofsky, who covers the Green Bay Packers for the worldwide leader in sports, will join us. Tom Izzo and Eric Musselman of Michigan State and Arkansas men's basketball programs in hour number three. And Jay Billis of the worldwide leader, top of hour two. Don't go anywhere. We're off and running today. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
We're fellers position here on the Rich Eisen Show (laughs) Radio Network. We're back on uh, uh, one big happy Simulcam family. Simulcast family. Pardon me. The Rich Eisen Show desk. That's what I'm sitting at. It's furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Tom Izzo of Michigan State Basketball. They're in the Sweet 16 getting set to take on Kansas State. Eric Musselman of Arkansas Basketball. There in the Sweet 16 just took care of Kansas. They're getting set to take on UConn. Both coaches will be on in hour number three, Jay Billis in hour number two. But joining us right now to talk about what in the world is happening in this game of chicken between Green Bay, Wisconsin, and Florham Park, New Jersey. That's where the Jets are. Joining us here covers the Packers expertly for the worldwide leader in sports, Rob Domofsky. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Rob? I'm great, Rich. You'll have to ask uh, Coach Izzo what he thinks of this, because you know he's a Packers fan, right? He grew up about 90 miles north of Green Bay, mm-hmm. technically in the state of Michigan, but it'd be cur- I'd be curious to hear what Tom has to say about all Oh, this. Rob, I hear all those growing up in Iron Mountain, Michigan, loving the Packers stories from Mariucci, his best man at his <laughs> wedding, and vice versa, Rob. I have yeah, had firsthand yeah. stories about, you know, seeing, watching their practices through chain link fences and stuff like that. I know that. I know yeah, that. Izzo, every every preseason, it seems like Izzo finds his way to the sidelines for a preseason game before basketball season starts. And I, I love to talk to him about He's good people. About he, growing up there and, and him and Mooch. But anyway, I digress. At any rate, uh, just, you know, because I, I choose my words carefully, I intend to get answers um, from you. <laughs> what you said when you texted me. Okay. I intend to get answers from you. What is happening? You want answers? Yeah. You want the truth? I do. I can, I can try and I can handle it. Uh, it sounds like there's just a game of chicken. I don't know when it's going to end. Um, what do you yeah, got so for here, me? Here's what, here's what I can tell you, Rich, right now. Okay. Um, from what I was told, the Packers think the Jets are kind of low-balling them a, a little bit. Now, what that means, I, I don't exactly know, but the Packers feel like they're in a position of leverage right now. And, and Rich, uh, Rich Samini, our great Jets reporter, had, had, a, had a great line and um, a story that we worked on. Uh, leverage is in the eye of the beholder, um, which I think in this case is probably true. But I think right now, at least up until, oh, I'd say around what is the first round of the draft, April 27th or so, uh, I, I think the Packers have, have leverage. So, um, now, after that, they sort of lose any immediate impact help that they could get from a trade. But I just don't think they're in a hurry to just take whatever the Jets are offering. And we know that the Jets don't want to give up that pick number 13. So they're going to have to figure this out somehow, some way to get equal value for whatever a first-round pick would be, whether it's you know using the draft chart to add up a second, a third, a fourth, or whatever it is to – to equal uh, equal that thirteenth pick or a player. Um, this this was suggested to me. You know, the Jets had three first round picks last year. Uh, one of them, the third of the three, was a defensive tackle, um, Jermaine Johnson, Johnson, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yep. And now I'm having brain lock. But yeah, no, like, let's just say let's just say the Packers really liked him last year and had a first round grade on him last year. Would they accept that? As uh, him as the equivalent of the first round pick. Rob, I mean, but Rob, 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 I mean, seriously, I mean, why would the Jets give up anything for Rodgers that is a first round talent when he's 39 and he's going in a darkness cave and he's flipping off the lights, wondering if he's going to play anymore? Why would the Jets? 
I mean, uh, honestly, it's just, and I, and I understand Gutekunst has due diligence that he has to do, and I understand yeah. Mark Murphy has to do whatever due diligence, but clearly they don't want him back there. I mean, no, everyone knows correct. you can't just go back to your corners where the Jets are like, we have Zach Wilson and you have Aaron Rodgers, and boy, that was, no you know, let's split the tab of Lucky's dinner in, in, in Malibu. Yeah. Like, get out of here, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, but so, here's the thing. Why would they do it? Because the Jets' ownership is desperate for relevancy, and they know that Rodgers is is their only ticket to relevancy uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you know that's why they're probably going to be forced to pay a little bit more than than they should. Um, now, from the Packers' standpoint, you're right. You, you're you're you as uh, Mark Murphy said uh, 15 years ago when they turned from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, we have crossed the Rubicon, if you remember that, uh, that, that statement. Or Mike McCarthy said, that train has left the station. Yeah. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back. And to suggest, I know that was suggested somewhere earlier in the season, that they would take him, that the only way they would take him back would be as a backup, and they're not, you know, not going to pay him $60 million to be a backup, obviously. So they have, they have, uh, they have moved on, which is why at some point, they lose leverage in this, you know. Uh, I don't think they're at that point now, but at some point, the Packers do lose that leverage because ultimately, that sixty million dollar check is still sitting out there that they would have to write. So uh, let me ask you this, uh, Rob Domofsky here uh, on the Rich Eisen show from uh, ESPN uh, NFL Nation. So I, I guess I'm surprised by this, which is when the Packers gave the Jets permission to fly out and chat with Rogers um, they, or just to talk to Rogers that led to um, a, a plane flight to go see him. There was no framework for a deal that they, there was that everybody's just suddenly like so shocked. Yeah. The jets were interested in Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was interested in playing for the jets. I mean, get out of here yeah, with that too. So uh, I, right. That's, you know? that, that is the, that's the part that's hard to figure. Um, we would think that before you go down that road, or in this case, go down that runway uh, yes. and take off to go visit with them, that that would be something that would be worked out. Um, I, I have heard conflicting things on that, and, and but I, I would say this, the fact that there hasn't been a deal done yet tells me that they probably didn't have that, that worked out. Um, but sure, I, I was told by several people that, this is all, you know, it's a formality. They've just got to sign off on it. But it would appear at this case, in this, in this moment, that that's not the case because it hasn't happened yet. Now, look, it's going to happen, right? Like everybody in the situation knows that at some point, Brian Gutekunst is going to put his signature on those trade papers and, uh, and send it to the league office, and, and they're going to get this deal done. Um, but the fact that it hasn't happened yet makes me, you know, I, I think tells us, that they just haven't quite agreed on that. Now, it's also possible, Rich, that they could have the, the trade compensation part of it worked out in terms of draft picks and who's going where, and they're haggling over the financials of it right now because mm-hmm. there's so many. There's, this is this isn't just we trade you to the Jets, you send us picks A, B, C, and D, and and player A, and we're done. Uh, the Jets are going to want Rodgers to rework the contract, which Rodgers has said that he knows it would have to be adjusted. Okay, he, he Remember he said adjusted on the Pat McAfee show. Yes. And if we've learned anything with Aaron, we know that yeah. you, better, you better figure out what that word means because adjusted doesn't necessarily mean pay cut, just as immunized doesn't necessarily mean vaccinated, but I don't want to go down that road. 
Um, so, so there's all that that has to be worked out. Uh, so it's not just as simple as, um, you know, Joe Douglas and Brian Gutekunst, you know, sitting down and saying, okay, this is it. You sign the paper. I'll sign the paper. We send it to New York. There's more to it than that. Rob Dabowski of ESPN uh, covers the Packers right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, before we return to this subject, let's just put a pin in that for the moment. Let's talk about Jordan Love. He's ready. They believe he's ready. That that they have, or or, or the circumstances of their relationship with Rodgers in the yeah. last year changed to the point where uh, they're ready to test their confidence in Jordan Love in Green Bay. What do you make of that, Rob? Of those th- of those three things, he's ready. They believe he's ready, or they're just ready to see if he's ready. I think the third part. Is, is where they're at. And Brian Gutekunst at the Combine said something really interesting. It was sort of a read-between-the-lines kind of thing. But we asked him about, you know, what the contract that you did last year. Three years, $150 million, you know, with the set- setup being basically the first two years fully guaranteed. You know, why did you do that? And, and he said something along the lines of, we liked that, we liked that when we did it. But after what happened last season, our thinking has changed a little bit. That was the phrase. Our thinking has changed a little bit. That mm-hmm. that on February 28th or whatever day, March 1st, whatever day that was, that was the final indication that they were moving on from it. Something had changed. Now, what had changed? Well, okay. Whatever you think of Aaron Rodgers, whether you think he's he's eccentric, whether you think he's a distraction, you know, whatever it is that you think, and, and that's up to every individual to decide for themselves. But when you win 13 games three years in a row, it's it's easy as an organization, as a coaching staff that deals with them on a daily basis to say, yeah, you know, whatever, he might be a little this or he might be a little that, but we're winning 13 games, it's worth it. Well, the only thing that changed last year, Rich, is they went 8-9 and nine and missed the playoffs. So maybe maybe some of those things that might be viewed as, as you know, difficult to work with or uh, what, did the, what does the kindergarten teacher say? Uh, struggle to get along with others in, in playtime. Um, I think that was sent home on my report card once or twice. Um, uh, you know, those things are harder to take when you're, you're eight and nine. Um, and, and I think that's sort of the way that they reached it with him. Then you add into the fact that you put three years in the Jordan Love. Um, you've invested all this time. You've seen some progress. Um, now, I would argue that I don't know that it's enough progress to see, uh, to believe that he's you know, going to be the guy, but at some point you've got to find out. Um, and I think that's all that mixed up together is, is why we're sitting here on, on March 20th just waiting for the official end of the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. i got to be honest with you, Rob. If you had to point to a spot where things might have changed, I, I, I would, I, and again, this is totally just observing from my seat in Los Angeles, it would be when yeah. Devontae Adams left. And in the fact that Rodgers' yeah. you know, connection to him, not just on the field, locker room, his maybe his feeling of connectivity to the locker room, his yeah. ability to, to have that guy on the field and not have to find out who he has. And Christian Watson, we did find that out second half of the season. Romeo Dobbs, whenever he was healthy. And, and maybe the Packers... With that change um, setting the table, that it makes sense for them to have Jordan Love start to grow old with the young guys and not the old guy to try and stay young yep. with the young guys. You know what I mean? Like that, uh, that totally. might be it if I had to peg I still it. Main, I still maintain that on March 15th of last year, 
that when Aaron Rodgers signed that contract, he thought Devontae Adams was coming back to Green Bay. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, uh, I can't swear to that, but I, I feel fairly good about saying that Rodgers thought he was coming back with Devontae Adams, and then two days later, um, Adams was traded. Now, now we do know that Adams had, had just said things earlier than that to the Packers uh, that you know he, he may have wanted to go elsewhere, but I think Rodgers thought that by me coming back, I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm coming back, that Devontae will still want to come back here and they'll work something out. And I think that was a big shock to Aaron Rodgers and, and the whole thing. So I, I think pointing to that as a, as a, whether it's a turning point or a final straw, I think that is a monumental date on the timeline of the, of the divorce between Rodgers and the Packers. Rob Domofsky here on the Rich Eisen Show. And, and the, the game of chicken, has this affected the way Gutekunst can go shopping in the free agency period at all? Any of the other decisions that he's made? You know, uh, you got Bakhtiari, who is maybe the, what, is it fair to say the lone leftover of the Rodgers BFFs still in that locker room? Pretty much. Right now? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, Mason Crosby is... is Kicker hasn't been re-signed yet, but Cobb isn't coming back. Mercedes Lewis isn't coming back. You know, Tunyon, Robert Tunyon's in Chicago. Lazard, obviously, with the Jets. So, yeah, that's the that's sort of the group. But, you know, having covered the end of the, well, most of the, the Brett Favre tenure, but at the end, it was similar. I mean, quarterbacks keep getting older, and their their teammates st- keep getting younger or stay the same age. And that, that age gap. You know, it's different, and at some point, it's just that's just the way it is in this league. I remember talking to Rodgers his first or second year. I think it was his first year. Just asking about his relationship with Brett, and and not in a bad way, but he just said, "Look, I'm closer in age to Brett Favre's daughter than I am to Brett Favre." You know, like it's just that's just sort of the way the way it goes. And and you know, if you if you can't deal with that as a player, um, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. But Rodgers' track record as general manager. Uh, and I, when I say that, as all the guys that he said that they should have kept over the years, in most cases, he was probably wrong. I mean, yeah, Charles Woodson and maybe Peppers were the exception. They let those guys go probably earlier. But there, there are plenty of good guys that he mentioned in his, you know, when, when he aired his grievances when he came back to the Packers a couple of years ago and talked about how he didn't have a say in, in personnel and how they treated older players. Most of those situations, he was probably wrong about wanting those guys back and how productive they could be. I will say this too, Rich. Now, I realize the rosters are different in New York and Green Bay, mm-hmm. but Rodgers didn't feel like he had the weapons to win in Green Bay, yet he wants all these same guys with him in New York. So, uh, you know, make it that what you will. Well, I mean, you're just a little pushback there. Uh, uh, the guys that he wants in New York, Mercedes, Lewis, Cobb, and, and Lazard, I mean, those are – those are the guys he relied on the most and that it is true. I mean, look, Watson had the ability to catch touchdowns big time. First pass he threw to him uh, to try and maybe be, could you imagine if he had caught that one against the Vikings in week one? I understand it's just a week one, but just in terms of relationships and conversation, I I, I, kind of don't blame Rogers has got Adams leaves for Vegas and yep. and he's got a he's got a, a bunch of kids that he's got to grow up, and sure. I don't know if he really was in that mindset of his career. It's just that simple. I mean, guys well, I, age I, out I of locker agree. rooms it's sometimes. Point they could have they could have signed Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, in what was that 2021 before the Rams signed him, right? And I mean, who knows 
you know, we say Odell tore his ACL in Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, keep fine, but maybe that right. maybe it's different if he comes to Green Bay. And then, you know, Rodgers loses Devontae, but he still has Odell, and they draft Watson and Romeo Dobbs, and, and everything's fine. So, uh, yeah, the Packers had plenty of opportunities to, you know, add receivers, add people that would make Aaron Rodgers comfortable. The bottom line is that if you go back to April – uh, what was that, 23rd, 2020, when they drafted up, or traded up to draft Jordan Love at number 26. That was the beginning of the end. And and Rogers said, you know, a month or so later, the first time he talked after that was, well, I guess I no longer have the ability to control how my career ends in Green Bay. And, you know, three, a little less than three years later, here we are. Rob Domofsky here on the Rich Eisen Show. Last one for you, Rob. Uh, you've been around Rogers and covered him. What advice would you give to the New York City media? Um, certainly, knowing you know you know the media world, obviously, and and part of Rogers' appearance on McAfee's show was calling out a, a lot of your colleagues. Um, yeah. You know, Schefter had a very viral tweet go out confirming that Rogers told him to lose his number and <laughs> yeah. and then the the news of Rogers saying he intended to play for the Jets was welcomed by back page headlines that were absolutely yeah. won by the Daily News just a total tweak in Rogers direction a real shot in the arm is what they had as a headline. Johnson's Jets <laughs> about to get wow. he, how about this gets Johnson's Jets again because Johnson is of Johnson and Johnson about to get big boost after Rogers reveals his intention to play for gangrene and again this is not the sort of stuff he was subject to by the media in Wisconsin ever so there was no page six uh, when I worked at the Green Bay press well there was a page six yeah it existed there was a sixth hold on a second there was a sixth page of the newspaper so um so I give the floor to you on that subject better yeah, I, I will say this about Aaron Rodgers. Um, he he treats the local beat guys, the people who are there, the men and women who cover the team on a daily basis pretty well. Um, he is – I always felt like if I was working on a story and I wanted to ask Rodgers for you know his, his viewpoint, his input on something, he was going to give you a thoughtful answer. He wasn't going to just give you a canned answer. Um, so like I, from that standpoint, if you cover him on a daily basis – and you want to talk about things that that he finds interesting, you know he's going to be helpful and he's going to be he's going to be good to cover. Uh, I, I just I think he doesn't care for, um, you know, quite frankly, the talking head shows that that just want to give their opinions. Um, you know, I, I think what we do and 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 what you guys do on your show and 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 at NFL Network is is you know for the most part reporting based information. But certainly, there's plenty of shows on on and, and writers that you know it's just it's all it's just all opinion, and I don't think he has any use for that stuff, which is which is fine. That that's his prerogative. Um, but I would say this: um, keep your your Merriam-Webster handy, because uh, and read the definitions closely, because when we talk about words that he uses, he's using them for a reason. Um, and, and you know, when I said go back to his contract adjusted. You know, he didn't say that doesn't. Some people took that to mean pay cut. It's not what adjusted necessarily means. So keep your Merriam-Webster dictionary because I, I, I'll never forget Rich walking out of that press conference. Um, you know, when he he said, "Yeah, I've been immunized." 
I should have I should have opened the dictionary and looked at what immunized meant uh, because it certainly didn't mean vaccinated. And again, I don't care whether he it was his choice, his body, his choice. I don't care whether he did it or not. But obviously, you know what the backlash was from from that uh, from that statement. So, uh, you know, to to the guys out there, you know, just keep your dictionary handy. Rob, thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it, man. You be well. Look it's always for... good to catch up. Thank right you back tell, at you. Tell Izzo, uh, tell Izzo uh, good luck from all the people here. I will do that. Thanks for the call, Rob. Look for more of my texts. Right. Thanks for the answers. That's Rob right. Domofsky of the Worldwide Leader in Sports. Again, um, wow. it's going to happen. But if he, if, 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 as he's saying, if Gutekunst is asking for one of their first round picks from last year, one of those kids on the defensive line, he's not a tackle, he's a pass, he's, he, he can go hunt mm-hmm. Jermaine Johnson. Okay? Get out of here. We want him, we need him, but he's not like 32. He's not 30, he's 39. He's not like somebody like Brady saying, I'll play till I'm 45. He's wondering if he's still can get through, as he said, his workouts for a week to see how he feels. Yeah, Come a month, on. A month ago, he was 90% retired. And you don't want him back in the building. And he knows that, and the Jets know that. But they also know the Jets really, you know, need him for relevancy. These are all true facts. But everybody needs it. So just get it done. In the meantime, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Endlessly. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Phone calls, and I've got a terrific Monster.com player of the week. He is awesome. He was terrific over the weekend. That's coming up next here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Everybody hang on. Stay on hold. We're going to take your phone calls. Overreaction Monday's coming up. Um, I've been uh, locked into this tournament. It's it's just amazing to me because I admitted it here. Yeah. And you feel the same way, Chris, and TJ as well. And and certainly Michigan not having a great year uh, in basketball. I didn't focus, I didn't drill down on the college basketball season very much at all. But when the tournament hits and it's do or die and you just see these stories and you learn who's in and who's not and you learn who's hot and who keeps on going on and what it means to the team and you learn their stories, it's not much like it, man. Yeah. This tournament, 100%. everybody loves the Cinderella story, and then you find out where this kid's from or that program transfers from and all of that business. And um, and then you start putting it all together as well from the school's point of view, as well as everything going on at that school. There was one performance and one player that just jumped out at me, and obviously I could go Princeton or, or 15 seed making – the Sweet 16, Princeton's in the Sweet 16. I'm going with Kansas State is what I'm going with. The Big 12 champs in football fielded a basketball team or put on the court a basketball program that was picked dead last in the Big 12. Dead last in the Big 12. And their you know, new coach, Jerome Tang, coming from Baylor, had two players left, essentially. Two guys returning from a, uh, an underperforming program. And one of them that stuck around and was there is a, now a fifth-year senior named Marquise Noel. And what this guy does at five foot eight, watching him play, the only, just to bring it all together, the only connection I can throw out there, or he, he reminds me of he's the Deuce Vaughn of this team. <laughs> okay, Deuce Vaughn, five-five running back of Kansas State, saw him at the combine. He was terrific. This guy's five-eight. The no-look passes make you jump off the couch, including an alley-oop, no-look alley-oop right at the buzzer in the first half against Kentucky after they beat Montana State. This kid. The fifth-year senior. He had 27 points, nine assists, three steals against Kentucky. He scored 23 of his 27 in the second half. He he tied the game with six minutes to go in a three-point shot where his left foot was on the monsterly sized. Uh, I was like, interesting enough, I use the word monster here. Uh, March Madness logo. At, at midcourt. His left foot was touching the logo. He, he nails a three to tie the game with six minutes to go. He buries a step back three to bring them within one of Kentucky with mere minutes to go. That sparked a 19-9 run to win it. He had that three in that 19-9 run and also eight of eight from the line. He was perfect. He, he didn't miss from the line when they were wrapping this game up. And he also has this way of 
of his routine, for his free throw routine, takes the ball and he goes behind the back before shooting and then touching hardly anything but net. He shoots 90% from the field. He's Again, he's only one of two players in a roster of a team that was picked last in the Big 12. They're now in the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2018, and that eastern bracket is wide open. Wide open. As we all know, Michigan State knocked off Marquette, the two-seed. Purdue got knocked off by Fairleigh Dickinson. And the other teams, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, Michigan State, anybody could cut down the nets in New York, where, by the way, our Monster.com Player of the Week, Marquise Noel, is from Harlem, playing in Madison Square Garden for a team from Manhattan, Kansas, is the way you do it. Pretty cool stuff, man. Pretty cool stuff. He is the Monster.com Player of the Week already here on a Monday. I loved watching him play. He has the highest scoring NCAA tournament game, the 27 against Kentucky by a Wildcat since 2012. And that is brought to you by Monster.com, sponsored by Monster.com. Monster.com can help you tackle the job search and make your next career move. It's time to get off the sidelines. Go to Monster.com and win the job hunt. Nice run here for uh, for Kansas State. Unfortunately for them, like their football program, they might run into Alabama. But who knows? Who knows? Kid from Harlem could cut down the nets in Madison Square Garden for a program that was picked last in their conference, which their football team won by a surprise as well. Pretty cool stuff. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the program. When we come back, Jay Billis on the brackets as a whole. His was busted on day one because Arizona went out to Princeton. (laughs) So he's just like the rest of us. Joining us in a moment here on the Rich Eisen Show. Still here. You you, you turn your microphone on there, TJ? You talk about the Wildcats. (laughs) You you also have Keontae... um, Davis, who, if you know his story, he collapsed during a game for Florida in 2020, went into a coma for three days, got cleared. Then he was able to come back and play. He could have taken a $5 million insurance buyout. He decided not to. He bet on himself. He entered the transfer portal, found himself at Kansas State, and now they're in the in the Sweet 16. And his, his story is just phenomenal too and what is i mean what a program run right now i mean noel had 17 14 and 6 with three steals against montana state in the first round good time to be stone street i guess you know his team his program is lighting it up right now and talk about the brackets being busted okay the eight matchups coming up in the sweet 16 only two of them are the chalk three two xavier plays texas and the 3-2 Gonzaga UCLA. Just off the top of my head, there's only one program in the Sweet 16 who also had a football program win their conference championship game in football, right? I think you're right. Alabama didn't. Texas didn't. Tennessee didn't. Oh, Arkansas East, didn't. UCLA, no. UConn didn't, despite Jim Moore's best efforts. <laughs> Miami, Houston, nope. Nope. Kansas State, top of the world. Right now. Hour number two, Jay Billis coming up. 